good evening and then very welcome to Dubai lessons with uh, Boris so first of all let me express my enormous gratitude that you're listening to Dubai lessons again it's a great pleasure to have you here so today we're gonna uh, we're gonna discuss um, a rather interesting topic which I think is very um, it's everywhere in the media uh, and then it is um, basically how to reach a, a, a deal with the Russian. I don't know um, whether some of you uh, some of you know, but I'm um, married to a Russian woman, and then we've been successfully kind of managed to to man uh, managing to live together in Dubai over the last. Uh, uh, I think about three years now. We we just got married to move there. Anyway, last Thursday. I was um, having a drink with a couple of friends. Uh, over the course of the evening, I met Andy, who is a British expat uh, running um, a British expat in Dubai, running uh, the oil desk of a large trading uh, trading firm. Strangely enough, the conversation went around people who he deals with on a daily basis. It turned out that uh, many of them, including his wife, like mine, were Russian couple of my colleagues mentioned that there are quite a few of them in the financial services industry as well. I could not disagree personally because I have noticed the same, especially um, in the fintech space. Even uh, my, my employer, Bloomberg's global head of engineering, is a Russian guy. As the conversation went on and on, we concluded that there are some specific ways of doing business with them that are probably transferable across different industries and then can certainly help you strike a deal when you, when you deal with a um, with a Russian guy or a girl. Some people even say that um, it's easy and, and fun to deal uh, with them. Others said that uh, um, they are rather difficult. Like, you know, uh, like uh, another article that I wrote, which was the Enterprise Sales Guide for the uh, uh, UK, you know, whether they're true or not. There are a couple of uh, experiences that came up together um, and then we kind of formed a list of a uh, few do's and don'ts that can potentially facilitate an intercultural dialogue. So first, bargain. Sometimes it works. So in Russia many uh, people are used to, to, to bargaining, said uh, my friend Ludovic, who has been working in Moscow for many years, uh, running the trading desk for what it used to be, Troika Dialogue, and then after that, uh, working in Societe Generale. The bad news is that they seem to be uh, quite good at it, like Russians, they're good in bargaining. That's why you might even not realize when they're bluffing and the final offer is actually made sometimes uh, they would even turn around and leave if you don't accept their offer that reminds me of my, of my wife by the way indeed bargaining is always worth a try sometimes people might laugh at you sometimes it can work you can try you you know uh, you don't get uh, you, you don't try you don't get as people say don't waste time in small talk common for many northern nations russian seems to be both direct and on a hurry as soon as the deal is done they seem to be gone at least this is the impression most of us are having some russians do the small talk like a matter of courtesy however few of them seem to be seeing the point of it 
we like to get to the point straight away my wife says um, so perhaps it is better not to chat too much so go straight to the point don't be don't be afraid to ask what they need and how much they can afford to pay number three document make sure that what you have discussed is documented and goes into a paper format there is a russian proverb that says talk is cheap most of them are skeptics by nature and have lived through the wild 90s so they consider verbal commitments no real obligations as they are afraid not to be cheated they often take extra care before signing documents so be patient and understand that they are re-reading your contracts a couple of times not because they do not trust you but because of themselves let them double check triple check and smile in the meantime if they disappear do not chase them absolutely pointless many of us think that russians are blunt and speak their mind factually it is the case in many situations however sometimes they feel it's very impolite to say no so they prefer to get an easy way out and just disappear remember you might have agreed on something verbally and they can have changed their mind it happens to you it can seem that it's impolite to disappear for them however they believe it's better to disappear than to say no in someone's face luxury and status are just an image dress to impress is often valid when you're dealing with the russians lavish office and expensive watch and the last model of a bmw a mercedes or whatever all contribute to something very important to them which is status sometimes it happens that behind the image of success there is no real substance be aware that said make sure to carefully check your counterparts uh, nothing personal just to be sure that the impressions they give you correspond to the actual financial and business reality your first meeting is your first step perhaps you had a couple of calls and then you exchanged a few emails with someone who is really interested in your product or service you got the face-to-face meeting you I mean you get your visa you fly to Moscow or whichever city great the journey has just started be patient like most Asians Russians take some time to get started in face-to-face meetings they see an opportunity to discuss things and make changes of initial agreements things can change and there can be disagreement on a positive side once you have had a couple of meetings think and move ahead with them pretty quickly seven do not make Russians admit their mistakes Russians like to be right like most of us however for some strange region for some strange reason sorry it is difficult for them to admit that they have done a mistake think of the heritage of the soviet system and what happened to people who did mistakes not a fun thing right in delicate situations it is better not to tell them directly that something has gone not as planned it is perhaps better to tell your russian counterparts that their ideas and actions are good and that as well as uh, as well other ones perhaps have worked somewhere else and therefore it can be to their benefit if they try to use the other ideas that work somewhere else give the russians a treat so that's also important it sounds like a cliche but treating a russian for a, to a good meal or drink etc can go a long way to help you advance your conversation people often become less formal outside of an office 
So such an occasion can be a good opportunity for you to discover that generally contrary to what the image of Russian people is, they're quite friendly, warm and hospitable. You might also create a personal bond that will definitely help your business. Number nine, learn a couple of sentences in Russian. Like anywhere in the world, having a basic understanding of the local language is a good beginning and you can uh, open way more doors than you would expect. Russians appreciate when people make an effort to understand them. Make a little effort and then you can have a big potential return. So thank you for listening to Lessons from Dubai. As usual, let me know what you think. You can go and read the article on my blog www.borisglosov.com. Thank you.